Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. Let's all put a smile on our face, shall we? Big up the smile. I don't even know what that means. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast we've got coming your way. Yeah, you say that all the time. Yep. Well, I mean it. So pin back your lug holes and listen to this. Because we start with the Spurs and England captain, Harry Kane. How about that? Harry Kane on the show alongside the wonderful Laura Woods on breakfast. Here's how we managed to rehab during lockdown while social distancing. Fortunately, I was kind of at a stage before the lockdown that I was pretty much doing everything. When the lockdown happened, I kind of just continued my individual work in the gym. We had Zoom sessions with the team pretty much straight away from lockdown and continued our kind of fitness. So yeah, it's, it's been different. It's been a new experience for, for me and, and obviously I think all the players as well. So we've been cracking on and just going with the government's advice and the guidelines and, and just taking it as it comes. It feels like every time in your career, since you came onto the scene and started playing professionally, there's been a lot of pressure to get you back fit if you've ever been out an injury and, and rush you back for a tournament, whether that be club or country. Does it now feel for the first time where you can take your time with it a little bit and, and the pressure is off? Well, it's hard to say. A lot of people say that and discuss that. But in my head, kind of all the injuries I've had, I've never rushed them. I've always felt ready to play. I've always gone through the protocols. I've always had to do clearance and make sure I was able to do everything. So it's not like with the other ones I just rushed and got back and I was still injured and still just kind of fought for the pain. It was it was never the case. Looking at it now, obviously we had the we had the Euros coming up and big major tournaments coming up. So I guess I probably wouldn't have been fully fit in terms of loads of training, loads of games. So in that aspect, then, yeah, you could probably say it's benefited me in that way. I'm just trying to take the positives from, from the situation. The injury feels fine. I've not had any issues with it. So like we say, whenever we do come back, it'll be more than enough time to, to heal. So hopefully no more problems. Now the Culture Secretary, Oliver Dowden, told our colleagues on Talk Radio, as far as he's concerned, all the signs are pointing to a mid-June restart for the Premier League. Yeah, but no one's got a clue when it's coming out. Why don't people just say that? That's a very good point. 
had a very constructive discussion on Thursday with the FA, the Premier League and uh, EFL. We're making very good progress with this. Clearly, safety is the, the number one concern, but I'm very hopeful and we're making good progress that we will, by the middle of June, certainly get the Premier League back and then shortly after that, probably the, the Championship. And that through all of this, Number one is, is protect safety, but also I think there's an opportunity here, both in terms of ensuring that we get uh, some matches uh, free to air to discourage uh, people from uh, leaving their homes to watch it, which I think is, is an important point, and also how we support the wider sport of football. So we're making good progress on, on all those fronts. If you had to put a percentage odds on it, what are the chances are that sometime mid-June we're going to be able to see live Premier League football? Well, that, that is very much what we're aiming for. And I'm very, very hopeful of it. And we're making progress towards that. But 90%, when, 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 95%, when, 50%. When, when, when we have, as I said, we, have, we had a very <laughs> constructive discussion on Thursday. We're making very good progress. I very much hope that's going to happen. And uh, when we can formally make that announcement, we will make that announcement. Now, the Crystal Palace winger Andros Townsend was on with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. He told them that football has to start up again without the fans in order to save the sport. Yeah, we know that's going to happen, though. It's happening in Germany already. Yep, again, good point. Who are you? I don't think we have much choice. If you were asking me two, three months ago, would I want to play without fans? The answer would be 100% no. Football is nothing without fans. Mm. But, uh, unfortunately... I fear that if we don't get back playing before it's safe for fans to be in the stadium, there may be no football for the fans to come back to. So, unfortunately, the show has to go on. I think Bundesliga handled it well. Um, mm. It'll be interesting to, to see uh, the next when they next get tested for COVID to see if any at all have caught it over the weekend. So, yeah, I think it's nice for the Premier League to have that sort of, um, to watch Bundesliga and see see how they handle it and see how they react to it before we we are safe enough to return in this country. Now, TalkSport's David Tanner has been speaking to Celtic boss Neil Lennon after they were confirmed winners of the Scottish Premier League. Lennon was asked how this title compares to others Celtic have won. Of course, the major difference being that they won the other ones. A little bit different, but still a sweet. Um, and this one, you know, when I look back on the season, and the performances that we, we put in is probably the most satisfying one in terms of the quality of, of play, the volume of goals, the, the amount of wins we racked up. And, you know, the scrutiny and the pressure that myself and the players were under. They've handled it absolutely brilliantly. You know, I've, I've no sympathy at all, really. Um, I doubt very much any right-minded person would have envisaged me and just catching us. Not only were we 13 points clear, but we had a 25 goal difference as well. So you could... Uh, Easily say we were 14 points clear. The only sympathy I have is for my own players in terms of they never got the chance to play out the season. They were also in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup as well. We were going for a fourth treble. And, you know, unfortunately that was taken away from them for the time being. We may get the chance later on to play the Scottish Cup. But in terms of the league championship, it was only going in our minds to one place. And we were planning ahead for that eventuality. Back now to breakfast, and this is Macca. Ali McCoy, you mean? Yeah, that's the fella. Slamming the SPFL for the way they have ended the season. Relegating hearts. He's got a point. The correct option, if possible, would have been to finish the season. And that's what everybody, just about everybody, I think, wanted. I think that was pretty unanimous. 
Um, they've just went about it totally the wrong way. The vote was, I keep going on about the vote. I make no apologies for going on about it again. The vote was, the vote was farcical. Um, an absolute shambolic performance from the SPFL. Um, and they've dug themselves a big, big hole. I know I appreciate they're in a situation where they're not going to please everybody, but just the way they've handled it, it's been, a, been shambolic. And I, I still cannot believe that Hearts, and particularly Party Thistle, and particularly Party Thistle, I've got the game in hand, are going to be rele- relegated in people's livelihoods. livelihoods Because I talk about the divisions below the, the top flight being in serious threat of actually not being able to continue again. So where that where's that going to leave Hearts when they go down Partick Thistle when they go down the division? All these questions haven't been answered. Back now to the breakfast show and Harry Redknapp told Laura, Ali and Freddie Flintoff. They're not all related. It's not Laura Flintoff, Ali Flintoff and yeah, you see where I'm going with that. He was saying that he's been inundated with offers from clubs and may be tempted back into management. Blimey, never saw that coming. Yeah, if it was a smallish club where you could go and you know do something, I, I would be interested. I'll be honest, I've been inundated with uh, with messages from clubs yeah. in Division One, Division Two, National League. I've had all sorts of uh, messages from different people, you know. So, but I will have a look at them, and if there's something of interest, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe have a little go at it. Now, as Mental Health Awareness Week has begun, former England all-rounder Freddie Flintoff urged people who are struggling with their mental well-being to reach out and speak to their loved ones. I think everybody isn't feeling quite the same. I, I, I know that I'm not. You know, ev- everything you do seems to be a little bit more of an effort. And the big thing is, which they always talk about, is telling someone, speak to people. Even on Friday night, we did um, a Zoom quiz with my brother and his mates, which I didn't want to do. I thought, oh, this is going to be terrible. So I'm not good at quizzes and I have to sit in front of it. But afterwards, seeing other people and talking to them made me feel so much better afterwards. So speak to people, do things. You know, try and get a routine as much as you possibly can. I think over these past few weeks, everyone's lifestyle and routine has been blown out the window, which can have a negative impact on mental health. So even things like going for a walk, training, whatever exercise you can possibly do, does get the endorphins or whatever it is in your head. I'm not going to go into science, but it does make you feel better. So there's there's all these things that people can do, but the big thing is talk about it. And if you're feeling not right or you're not feeling quite yourself, don't be worried about telling someone. It's better nipping something in the bud or finding out how you feel rather than letting it fester and manifest and getting worse and worse. Do not be afraid to speak. Do not. Keep your phone book and you get all these messages and you're texting people, you're in groups. But I reckon if you went through your phone book, there'll be somebody on there who's one of your mates that you've not spoke to or seen for a while. Just drop them a text. Let's find out how they are. There's people living yeah. on their own at the moment as well. Just drop people Absolutely. a text. It mm. means a lot. Luke Chadwick, the former Manchester United midfielder, spoke openly with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer about the inner turmoil he suffered after being mocked for his appearance as a youngster. The BBC show They Think It's All Over was singled out as one of the main culprits of this abuse, but Luke made it clear he holds no grudges against any of those involved in the making of the show. That was probably the thing that sort of made things worse because it was such a popular television program yeah. and it was on on a Friday night and obviously the football was on a Saturday and it was sort of fresh in people's mind but I, I really don't want sort of the message to be lost in terms of it just turns into 
talking about the the TV show or sort of people having a go at them because I really I really don't want it to be about that really. Obviously, it was tough at the time, but it was twenty odd years ago. I've, yeah, like I've said, I've got no grudge to any of these people. If I was more free to speak about my emotions or whatever back then, then probably if they would have knew how much it was affecting me, they, it, I'm sure they would have stopped because I'm yeah. sure they're all good enough people to not want to see a young lad feel like that. But it was, it's what happened and there's no, there's no change in that now. And I, I just don't want it to, for these people 20 years down the line to get a load of criticism for it really. Time now to check in with Pressbox and Danny Kelly, Katie Price's ex-husband Simon Jordan and Sean Custis from The Sun. This is Simon moaning, probably, about something or other. I don't know. Let's have a listen. If the German experiment, not that I want this narrative because I don't like it, that the players are being used as guinea pigs, they're not. They're being brought back because the government has suggested that it's safe enough for them to do so in Germany. The football fraternity is wrapping every single aspect that it can around safety and protocol. If that, which I suspect it will be, will be a success, and as much as any of this can be seen as a success, then we are moving into territory. Mm. How then can our Premier League players and whoever else is available to play football, and I hope it's some of the Football League, resist? They've managed to resist pay cuts, so I don't rule out the fact they can resist this, but how then are they going to find a compelling argument to circumnavigate it? Back now to Harry Redknapp here on playing against the team of Matrice in the latest Harry's Hero season. Hmm. I bet that was right up his alley. We didn't know we were playing against it. Oh, that old chestnut, <laughs> Harry. That old chestnut. Come on, Harry. <laughs> we didn't have a clue. We're going, who are we playing? Like, yeah, we've got a game fixed up. We can't tell you. We can't tell you. And then we're there. It was indoors, obviously. It was a bit cold. They didn't, wouldn't have come at me. <laughs> But, Did you uh, socially distance? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Fred, they they were fit, believe you me. They, I mean, you wouldn't take your gear off unless you wanted, would you? I mean, they, they, <laughs> they, all, loved, they all loved this. They were right posers. They weren't bad footballers, as it happens. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it, it, did they, did they wear it, boots, Harry? I'm trying to visualise it, even though I don't yeah. want to. They had boots and socks yeah, and shin pads on. Boots and socks, just boots. They had boots, socks, and shin pads on. Wow. That was it. That was it. <laughs> and they play every week in a league. They're in a league, and they play. They play against other teams who've got their full kit on every week, apparently, in a league. Yeah, the Oxford boss Carl Robinson joined Adrian and Goffey on Drive yesterday evening to look back at the MK Don's famous 4-0 win over Manchester United. Oh, brilliant, can't wait for this. Carl remember Deli Alley dominating the game, but also Louis Van Hal ignoring his post-match handshake. How dare he? He mugged me off, didn't he? <laughs> he mugged you <laughs> off. Bit, yeah. I, think he, I think he thought I was a ball boy. Um, I walked over. I thought I thought himself fight. Let's just keep you keep you calm. And you don't want to sort of jump around. And even though inside we were, we were so excited, obviously what we'd just done, especially two minutes early when someone was, was having a go. Man United fans having a go at me behind me, so I kept me calm. Walked over, and I I sort of waited there for a while. And he sort of signed an autograph. The autograph went up to him, said, "Oh, well played," and just walked away. The next time I seen him, mate, I was waiting through the press upstairs. Um, and again, obviously, everyone was speaking to him. And I, someone just handed me a pint. So I'm stood there having a pint, waiting outside the press room. When he walked out, he just looked at me and thought, this fellow must be a clown. And just walked right past me and ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> he knew you were a Liverpool fan, mate. 
William Walker, I have a press conference and we stood there holding the pint and just back to somebody, just give it to me. And I just had a, I just had a quick drink thinking, I need to calm my nerves down a little bit when I go in. He must just walk down for what a schoolboy he is. <laughs> That's fantastic. Time now, of course, for the best bits of last night's show. Now, obviously, I'm recording this before the show, but I can tell you it's an absolute humdinger. And I hope Tom has included Play Your Cards Wrong, which seems to be very popular with our listeners. Yeah, we've got new music. I found that earlier on. That exists. That country and westerns are quite incredible. Of course it does. Of course it does. Country and westerns does everything crazy. Um, The rules are very simple, but I will enjoy Billy struggling to tell you them. So, Bill, what are the rules rules about? Yeah, so I've got four rounds for you and uh, with random questions. And they are very simple, actually, the rules. You have to answer every question incorrectly, hence the name Play Your Cards Wrong. Now it sounds it sounds incredibly easy. Just answer the yeah. questions incorrectly, but you've got to be clever with it. So if you said like you know, complete the following the name of the following film, Return of the, you can't just say f- fridge. Well, you can, but the, the 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 idea is to make it as funny as possible. Yeah. Also, I imagine you find it hard not to swear because when I play along, yes. the first thing that yes. comes to mind yeah. are incredibly inappropriate. Yes, yes. Who's on? Sorry, just while we're on that, you're in the uh, in the hot seat there, Bill. You got your your finger near the dumb button. I have to find it, but yes, I did. I found it. Yes, I did. Okay. Only dump if you need to dump. Good advice. Uh, Jay, you went first last time. I'm quite happy for you to always go first. Yeah, don't bother me. I can go first again. Doesn't bother me. It's fine. Yeah. uh, Josh has got 30 seconds on the clock. What's yeah? Where's the can we do the topics? The rounds are general knowledge, sports, movies, and music. General knowledge first. Okay. Jay, good luck. Okay, mate. Hold on, let me just let me just make a note of how many you're gonna get. Okay, Joe, what is a male swan called? It's called a lamp. <laughs> Who is the lead singer of Coldplay? Snoop Dogg. Who won Dancing on Ice in 2020? Dirk Diggler. <laughs> how does <laughs> how does Dobby die in Harry Potter? Ah, uh, he, he he just he, he eats his ears. Who is the UK Health Secretary? Peter Andre. <laughs> Excellent start. Good Excellent work. start. Five you got there, Jay. Well done. Five. <laughs> Peter Andre. Probably do a better job. <laughs> wow. And if you're ready, we're, yep. we're ready. Yep. Okay, who is Andy Murray's tennis pro brother? Keith Harris. What is the school in the Harry Potter books and films called? Um, Grange Hill. What did what did chickens lay? Um, humans. <laughs> the spe- the speciality dish served at Wimbledon is strawberries and what? So wrong. Muck. What sport did Darren Goff play? Who was the first man on the moon? Brian Blessed. <laughs> How many did I get? That's good. I I, I didn't count. I'm counting on six. I'm just counting. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Let me know if Tom put in uh, Play Your Cards Wrong. If he didn't, then there'll be hell to pay. There won't be, of course. I'll just phone him up and go, what are you doing? He'll go, oh, I forgot, mate. And i go, okay. So before I go, let me remind you, of course, you can download previous episodes or future ones via Acast, Spotify, or Apple Pods. 
That's all we've got time for. I'll be back for Tuesday's Sports Bar. That's tonight from 10pm alongside a man with the biggest face on the planet. Yes, Jason Cundy. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. And above all, gang, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Alan Brew is, is the best. Absolutely <laughs> the best, mate. My, 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 my mate used to be the accountant, used to work there, and uh, we used to get the odd can. It was what is it? What is it? What is it? It's just oh, it's orange. A, a special <laughs> no, recipe. No, no just orange. <laughs> Wash your mouth out, Freddy. Uh, ju- did you call Iron Brew just orange? I think he did. No, he's in colour, in colour. Ah, oh, oh, Freddy.